Garcia, and today I am reaching out to that uh, region of uh, Honda Challenge that I know very little about, um, but I am very happy to reach out to not only one driver, but two drivers that I've been following on Instagram. They are very... Um, I think they're a good representation of uh, the region and two people that race in two different series, but still in Honda Challenge. And for Honda Challenge H1, we have, of course, Boston. And Honda Challenge H2, we have Mr. Kramer. So, guys, thank you for making the time and uh, welcome to the Race FF podcast. Yeah, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you uh, inviting us on. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, you guys are fresh uh, from a really impressive um, weekend, which both of you guys got a lap record. And um, obviously, for people who don't know you, Boston, uh, you run an H1 um, Honda Challenge S2000, and Kramer runs a EF uh, H2 Honda Challenge uh civic si uh chassis so um boston why don't you tell me a little bit about uh your car and why is it that you have a uh, different colored uh panels on it <laughs> all right um so my car you know I, I guess let me start to when i first got the car clean title is 2017 i paid like 10 grand for it um <laughs> two owner like cherry um yeah. had like every record from the year 2003 so Damn. i we got it as just a street car fun car that turned into track days um and that progressed to doing time trial and getting my instructor's license and then when i was doing time trial i think and it was november of 2021 um we were doing a tt session and it was on saturday i think it was the day before my birthday Mm-hmm. And my buddy put a brand new uh, set of Hoosier sevens on and took, I think turn four at CMP. And I was coming around the back carousel and he blew the corner trying to catch up, build up some speed. He goes off in the grass and he, it's just basically ice at that point. Right? I mean, he hit, he hit probably 90, 80 something. Uh, and he made it, uh, contact. It, it, it just, it just cut out for a second. 90. Sorry. And can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. It just cut sorry. off for a second. Uh, could you repeat? So you your buddy goes off doing like yeah. 90. And of course, over there, you guys have grass. So as soon as you hit that, it, it just speeds the cars up. Yeah. it. it I mean, it, he plowed right into my passenger side door. Oof. I think impact at like 55. Oof. I was traveling about 50 to 55. Um, and it, it uh, punched my whole side of my car in about eight to ten inches jesus so and yeah no and, cage, you right? know i was it was it was tough man like i had a mild concussion i had oh. han's device on but uh no uh halo seat and i think the oh. halo seat would have helped a little bit but i yeah. just had a mild concussion so i was able to walk away Oof. everyone's safe he was all right but it was totally a sign uh totally like didn't wasn't aware of him being there i didn't see it coming yeah blindsided completely um it was, a little, it was rough but it it hurt because the car was so cherry and yeah you know i put a, a decent amount of time and money into it and then 
now we're here though it, it's two <laughs> two different colors it's a silver and a blue car so i was able to get it repaired yeah um and he actually made it right too oh, he was a guy dude. i actually knew personally That's so awesome. i wasn't expecting something like that to happen yeah. afterwards but uh yeah, he made it right, and I was able to get it repaired awesome. by actually a couple of retired Honda Challenge racers themselves that. that did the body work. Look at that! That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And now it's just a full blown HC1 car, fully caged, fully gutted, and everything. Yeah. So I. So the, the thing about the Southeast is they're big into pure pressure, and I, Kramer I, I can, can attest to that. <laughs> I can tell. Um, what was it on on my uh, last podcast? Part it, it ended up with uh, trying to pressure more people to go to nationals. So mm-hmm. obviously HC one's going to be um, kind of a smaller group. HC two Honda Challenge two where Kramer's at. It's going to be a very packed, um, very packed field. So Mister Kramer, tell me a little bit about your car. Um, what kind of K series are you running, <laughs> and uh, why why are K series the best for H uh, two? You know that's that's a that's a solid question. I still <laughs> am running a B eighteen. Nice. And I probably would not go to a K series on this car. It just seems like too much effort. Yeah, uh, I've had I've had the car for eleven years. I bought it with a B sixteen, mm-hmm. and did autocross for a while um decided to to put a cage in it and some safety equipment my my buddy did the cage for me mm-hmm. um he he unfortunately passed which oh. kind of a sad sad story but um you know this was the first car he did a, a interior cage and he had built a bunch of rock crawlers and stuff so oh, okay. um, I, I took a, a i mean it was a, a minty interior um the car was in fantastic shape it originally came from california moved to wyoming or something and then Mm -hmm. ended up in in my hands in indiana um but you know once i started getting out on on track with it i decided to add some safety equipment Uh and i really didn't know what what i wanted to do i knew that like the track stuff was way more fun than uh autocross so when i moved down here to the southeast uh, I start. I, I hit a few different sanctioning events, mm-hmm. and um, I, I liked the NASA events the most. So I just decided I'm just going to stick with this one group of people to go racing with, mm-hmm. or go, you know, do track day stuff with. At that time, okay. Um, and then I, I was like, oh man, it looks like that wheel to wheel stuff uh, looks fun. So. <laughs> just kind of headed that direction um there were a few of us that did comp school around Mm -hmm. the similar time my buddy jesse who is back racing again Mm -hmm. after an accident um, uh, a guy named devin who has you know all all but retired he was also unfortunately involved in that accident with jesse okay um and when they got into each other at road atlanta uh, it, it just destroyed both cars. Oh, um, no. yeah, uh, it was, it was unfortunate, uh, mm-hmm. kind of worked out for me cause the B16 in the car at the time was, you know, 20 horsepower under the, under the, the limit. The car was oh. a few hundred pounds over the limit. I so, know that. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't competitive. Uh, but Jesse's 
uh, Jesse sold me his GSR swap. Oh, okay. That was in his totaled Civic at the time. Um, and now that's what you're running. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm running Jesse's old engine. So if the if the engine gives me problems, you know, three years later, I still call up Jesse and tell him he okay. sold me a junk car. <laughs> uh, but if it's a uh, if it's if it's doing good and doing the right thing, then, well, you're uh, doing I a great job. For that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, exactly. Take credit for uh, the wins and not for the failures. Awesome, I love yes. it. I love it. So, is yours an eighty-eight to eighty-nine or uh, ninety to ninety-one? It's a ninety-one DX. Oh, it's a DX. Okay, cool. So you had to do the um, rear disc conversion, or are you still running drums? I hope you're not. That was already done. Okay. I oh. Rear di- I bought the car. It had a the B sixteen was done. It, it had some bugs in the wiring that I needed to fix, mm-hmm. but it, it already had the rear disc on. Had the old school um, ground control Coney Yellow, you that's, know, popular autocross setup from back in the day. That's what I ran. Uh, which, yeah, I, <laughs> I ran that until a year ago or so. Until, um, you know, the guys at at Fortune Auto were. Oh, awesome! Yep, they. Uh, I I reached out to them and Redline and and a few other people in Fortune Auto were uh, an awesome company to deal with. Cool. Um, yeah. So you yeah. got the five tens, or which ones did you go with? Yeah, it's just the five tens. Okay. Um, but they they they've been fantastic, you know. And my awesome. my first my first day with them, uh, I was having some issues. I sent them an email while I was at the track. They came back like right away with oh. set up responses. Hey, um, Matt props to super, them. Yeah, super yeah. good guys. What about you, Boston? What uh, coilovers are you running? Are you uh, fancy like the like the guys <laughs> from uh, Mid Atlantic, Mister? Um, what is it, uh, Chris Michaels and um, our, our current twenty twenty two champion, um, uh, like Penske's and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. No, well, almost, but uh, no. Originally, I had the car kind of like a, a street track setup with suspension, okay. and since the incident and repairing the the side of the car and putting a cage in it, I just kind of went all out on suspension refresh. Mm-hmm. So I'm running a Carceps motion control system two way non remotes with okay. Hyperco springs. Okay. Um, and then just about every bushing has been touched. I got. Uh, Delrin, I think, Biero upper offset bushings to add oh, okay. some camber on the front. Okay, okay, yeah, and I'm a, I'm familiar with those. So, but dude, the car car feels dialed. I love it. Where awesome. you know how far it's come, it feels amazing at the track, especially with the the new wheels as well. So, kind of everything was touched in the like the last eleven months, nice. I think, just about. So, since yours is, you mentioned that you got you had all the service records for uh, up to 2003. So it's going to be an mm-hmm. AP one. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that they, the AP ones in comparison to the AP twos had the rear um, kind of like bump steer uh, issue, or I, I forget what was specifically uh, it is. Have you addressed? So, that or, or? so yeah, like I, I think people blow it up bigger than it really is it's not really much like i drove with the stock tie rod or the toe arms in the rear for a number of years on track but mm-hmm. i mean kind of alleviate that that bump steer issue in the rear is you add more toe in on the rear oh, so i run okay. like 
0.6065 decimal degrees of toe in total on the rear and oh. it kind of slows down the rear in when you're really leaning on it um interesting but as yeah as they the read there they developed the ap2 rear end to kind of fix that yeah. geometry and and stabilize it more what i did recently though is i added spherical toe arms okay. and that's supposed to do something i i didn't really <laughs> feel much of a difference after replacing them my alignment stayed the same uh the car the biggest difference was the wheels and and the new coilovers and getting those dialed in. So what size wheels are you running? So I moved up from RPF ones finally to apex, the new apex wheels, the PS five RSs. So it's a 17 by 10 plus 48. Nice. Um, but it fit, it fits the stock body and it only weighs like 17, like 17 pounds, 17 pounds. Yeah. That's it's, it's wild. something pretty, it's, I mean, it's fully forged all that Dude, jazz, that's but wild. Yeah, because I, I, I run a 17 by 9.5s on my H gen, and they mm-hmm. weigh about 16 pounds. So I can't imagine, like, another half inch, and they weigh just, like, a little bit more. That's freaking wild. Yeah, I've been I've been super happy with running <laughs> the, the 255 Toyo, the mm. RR, on mm-hmm. those, and having that little sidewall uh, stretch on the sidewall. Oh, like, you cool. can definitely, you can feel the steering response uh-huh. a little bit more added grip softer stronger stiffer sidewall mm-hmm. i so. like that so what about you mr kramer what what uh wheel setup are you running uh avani's the storm s1s the oh, okay. kind of the, the go-to h2 wheel or at least they were for a while yeah because um, they're pretty light from what i remember yeah. i think they're like 15 they're or 16 pounds or something like that something like that yeah, yeah. they're light they, they're cheap um you know so i've got one, I've got a pile of two sitting here in my garage. One of them's bent, one of them's broken, but mm-hmm. uh, I've got a total of 14 wheels and that are all the same. Uh, nice. And they just, they they work for the car. They uh-huh. look all right. And uh, when one bends or gets hit by a car in a different class and breaks into a couple of pieces, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so I know that we've had a, a big discrepancy between uh, Mid-Atlantic, Northeast, and SoCal, where we've run completely different tire setups. And I want to know what what uh, size tire do you run? Oh, I'm 205, 5015. Huh. I'm, I'm not the car setup guy. I mm-hmm. just kind of get in the car and, and drive mm-hmm. um my buddy ashby who runs uh who owns round fab a, a oh, motorsports fabrication business yeah um former like top level tech for honda mm-hmm. um between him and my other buddy you know jason scarborough who i think you talked to oh yeah back in the day yeah, yeah, yeah. um they they both really kind of nerd out on the specifications so i just I don't really do anything. Um, I I send out a text to to those buddies and my buddy across the street who is also a big Honda nerd, uh-huh. uh, and I'm like, hey, I, I need help. And then they come over and they do stuff, and uh, I stand around and drink beer. <laughs> well, you know, everybody needs the beer, so you know. And I, I've been known to hold a mean flashlight, so you know, I, I feel you. I feel you, especially now with uh, 
getting help on um, my transmission setup. But yeah, so I've always found it interesting, um, mainly because over here in SoCal, everybody, I mean, everybody, uh, of course, except me, um, runs the 225.50s on their cars. Like, and we're all in H4. So... Like, when I met uh, Baker and he came out here with 205s, I was just like, wait, what? What's going on here? Like, what? Obviously, wider is better. Um, but I don't know. I guess it, uh, it might be an issue with, like, overall, um, since we're, like, way more drier here and our heat is a little bit higher. Like, most of our track days are over 80, uh, 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, it's very rare that we get, like, cold uh, events. I mean, just recently. I mean, our our heat down here is is crazy as well. We take July and August off. off yeah, we we, we yeah. take the summer break as as we call it. Most places take the winter break, but yeah, we we can race uh, during the uh, winter. I, I imagine it might be similar, although you guys have uh, hurricanes. Yeah, we, we don't really worry about those too much. The uh, <laughs> The our last our last event is the beginning of December. Our first event is middle of January. Oh yeah. Um, so it, it's the same. There is a guy that'll run down here like a fifteen by eight with a wider tire on the on the. I think it's fifteen by eight on the front of his car. Um, do kind of like a staggered setup on his Accord, and, and that guy is freakishly fast. Um, mm. He doesn't come out a, a ton, mm-hmm. um, but he is he's kind of a. A freakishly fast dude in this old Accord, mm-hmm. uh, Carl Condor. I know he's been, uh, you know, to a bunch of the champs races and and done very well. Is that the Accord wagon? No, no, that's okay. Uh, okay. That's a Mid Atlantic guy. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Mid Atlantic guy. No, Carl drives similar chassis ear Accord. Oh, um, yeah. just just the coupe version. I think he had that car since like high school. Oh, wow. um. Yeah, super nice guy, very good behind the wheel. Like, um, he was, uh, he's who I managed to get the record from. Oh, okay. And I'm sure that he's going to come take it back. <laughs> uh, yeah, the first chance he gets. Because this weekend, um, as we alluded to, both of you guys had an awesome weekend in that both of you guys set new lap records, apparently. Yeah, Roebling uh, down in outside of Savannah, Georgia, was just re- repaved oh, last year. Okay, so it was ready for it. Yeah, there were a few. Uh-huh. Like most of those records got reset in September, mm-hmm. um, and then this was the was it the second or third? I think it was the second event on the on the new pavement. Might have been the third, uh, and and it was cold weather there were not a ton of people that signed up for it. Um, oh, and, so uh, you know, not a lot of traffic. So it, it is cold weather, like everything kind of working there. So obviously I, I saw the in-car video that uh, Boston posted up where he was like being mean to a bunch of Mustangs um, out there. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. Anytime we can be mean to uh, some of those VAs, just the old school rivalry of it. Um, so, when you were out, um, Boston, in your in your run, um, when did you know that you or did you have a feeling the that you're like, you know what, everything's just kind of clicking. I feel like I got a good shot at the lap record, or was it a surprise? Um, 
I knew I had a good shot. I had my buddy Kevin Hennings that runs H1 in his AP2. He reset the record in September last year and ran a 118 flat mm. in the race. And qualifying, or no, he ran a 119, sorry, in the race. Okay. And qualifying, he ran a 118. And then when we went out for qualifying, I ran a 118 or 117.98. And I was like, okay, Damn. I got this. So oh, we were really close on times. And it was the, the track, I think the temperature was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, not having a lot of cars out that weekend really helped. Um, but the race one, I think I, la- I set a 118.4. And then the second race, I ran a 118.1. And then the third race where they had the most sun on the track, the temperature was around 60 degrees. Okay. Um, it was like perfect. And I ran a 117.47. Dude. So, I mean, you, and that's. You had the hard charger, right? Like, and I know yeah. they can race hero, but. Hey, man. Uh, for, we run we run thunder like you know like the mid-atlantic guys you know that run in the lightning uh group they stick us in so we're normally the slowest slowest cars on track and and just thunder the way that they they started us at the end the car can the, the people boston were was picking off on his on his drive i think he ended up hard charger uh, two of the three races? Yeah, I got around all the spec 46s, the spec irons, and I was got around all the GTS 3 cars except for um, that the GTS 3 E46 that was just on Hoosiers and wild wow. fast, super fast. But Well, dude, you, you made, you it made was, us Honda boys proud right there. So yeah. Great job, man. So, Kramer, hey. oh, go ahead, sorry. I was gonna. I was just gonna say. I'm still the only <laughs> S2000 with the original F20. Everyone else is on F22s or F24s. So, Damn. so F F20 Master Race. <laughs> Damn! There you go. All nine K. He was still. He was still on his provisional too. He's still rookie. Yeah. Yeah. No, still... I saw that. That again. Huge congrats. Uh, uh, hopefully, you know um, that that lines up for regional. Uh, maybe top finish. Maybe national, maybe go up to Pittsburgh. Boston. Oh, We've... I mean, I mean that that pressure is going to be consistent this whole year of getting all you guys mm-hmm. out there. I'd like to go. I'm not going to be in the. I, I won't be at the pointy end of the field. I no, but you're going to go. Those, so those that's fine. And... Still fine. Yeah, that's that, that's that's the plan. But I've raced with those boys at Daytona and just got got stomped by everybody. Um, and and the same thing will probably happen to me at uh, pit race, but you know, hopefully the hopefully hopefully Boston or Kevin or even you I... know Stephen Pierce can get away from his family for a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, one of those guys will do it. Well, I don't know. In the conversation that I had with uh, Baker about the H two rule changes, we talked about how uh, competitive the uh, GSR has now become because of the minimum weight and the max power that it can make. So while, you know, there's so many things that are like on paper, it looks like would be the, the quote unquote uh, fix or the, the over favored um, car, like the S 2000 for H two or the GSR or the B 16 B in terms of horsepower to weight ratio. But I don't know. I, I feel like um, the the GSR might have something there. And especially since you're in a fairly light chassis, I feel like um, 
you know, if, if you could get uh, some simulator time or some uh, seat time on that one, you, you might be able to do something because I think uh, Jackie still holds the lap record there in her B16. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I drove the old course pit race, like back in like DE two days. I, I went up and rode and drove the, the old section. They'd already done paved the new section but whatever track day event i was at they were only running the old one mm-hmm. um but that was years ago and and i was i was slow then still slow now uh <laughs> but the plan is jason scarborough down here with the, another h2 car he and i have an endurance car together it's a oh i know it that eg coupe, EG coupe. yeah yep with the single jingle so and don't forget the most important part is the thr- the tri-spoke wheels those things are yeah. gangster as hell <laughs> we we got those new old stock off of a guy that i worked with his dad had a had a wheel warehouse in like That's rural so south dope. carolina That's so dope. and 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 we thought you know they they would really just tie the look of the car together and they i mean you just um, need some world industry stickers off on the back and we're set i mean <laughs> it, it it has it's got it's got all of the stickers jason has a vinyl plotter and uh he has he has put all the stickers on there. Um, but we're going to try to take that up for the lemons race in April oh. and just run three drivers and Ooh, just sneakies. I, I mean, it's not, I mean, those guys go to that track <laughs> and race it regularly. Uh-huh. I mean, us going up there for a day, you know, just try to learn the track. We both, you know, um, I've got kind of a cheap simulator, so we'll probably turn some laps on that and then, mm-hmm. uh, and then go up and, and try to, try to do some sight laps in the lemons car just we're only doing it with three drivers so if the car stays together hopefully we get a ton of seat time just yeah learning the track at a lower speed and see if we can translate any of that to the h2 cars well i mean going out there and driving offline is really going to be a huge help especially if the number of uh, competitors for h2 is going to be consistent with what jackie and baker have been uh talking about and kind of um telling me about because i mean the numbers are are kind of ridiculous for me because i'm in socal like if we get more than five it's kind of a great event and to hear numbers of over 30 or 40 it it just seems freaking wild to me so that's that's going to be very interesting and um i'm looking forward to seeing you out there uh driving both of you yeah hopefully hopefully everything lines up and i mean i'm sure together and i don't I don't, you know, go broke before then or, you know, any other number of things happen. But, uh, you know, racing cars, that's always a risk you take. Yeah. So, Boston, um, you're, you're going to be going out there to, to that event as well, right? We've been talking about it, like, within the H1 people and mm-hmm. some H2 people, but, like, possibly renting a, like, a trailer to load up all the cars and just uh-huh. tow it up there with everybody. Yeah, um, and then drive like a parts rig or a truck, box truck or something separate with all spares and everything. I um, mean, because you have a enclosed trailer, right? Or open? The, I have an open uh, trailer, a seventeen foot coffin open trailer. Okay. So I wish I had it enclosed, but I, where I live, I'm not able to have that. I feel you, man. I I, I still have to rent a U-Haul, so like baby steps. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, I mean, maybe if you guys get, like, uh, Kramer and everybody else to pitch in in, in like, a 
bigger stacker and then um at the end you you can get like what a kramer do you have a enclosed trailer no i've got i've got a little open aluminum trailer that i tow behind my uh old motorhome like 5.4 liter ford that uh barely gets out of its own way so (laughs) well i well i I mean we're gonna have to bully steven uh to uh tow uh enclosed one over there because i think he has plenty of land to have an enclosed so i don't know oh yeah no he's he's on this you know but the problem boston and steven are pretty geographically close um you know jason and i are three hours from them our race director is up in tennessee which is another like three Mm -hmm. hours from steven um then we got some guys in the atlanta area so Mm-hmm. geographically we're really spread out so to even even logistically get all the cars together to get them up there um you know i'll probably i'll probably take the tenement on wheels and just you know mm-hmm. drive up myself uh so i have a nice place to to sleep and shower and yeah that is nice that is nice um i mean for me most of my tracks and i'm sure people get tired of me saying this but most of my tracks are about like an hour and 20 minutes from me so i don't try to um i I, i'm still lucky in the sense that i i don't have to have like amenities like you have with the rv um but there is like a track that's like three hours away chuckwalla that um it would be nice to have an rv because there's like absolutely nothing there and you kind of need that so yeah, no. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, going out there uh, for pit race, I'll I'll be there. Um, I don't know if I'll be driving. There's something that I'm working on. We'll see if it happens. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 stoked. I'm stoked to see all of you guys. It's like ninety percent of my audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Um... I know Jason Scarborough's going to try. Boston's committed. He doesn't know it yet. Oh, Uh, he's he's going. And it's not, I mean, it's not even that. How far is it from Charlotte, Boston? What is it, like nine hours? I'll tell you here in like (laughs) T-minus. So most of the the, the two tracks I go to the most are also like an hour and a half from my house. Mm. But the big problem that I have is, um, Mm. you know, giving into peer pressure and liking to hang out after the race and then have a few drinks. And Um, then, you know, I'm not going to drive all the way back home. uh, Dehydrated. Yeah. Dehydrated. Yeah, exactly. And, and, (laughs) and so, uh, it just, you know, one time I was doing a DE at, at CMP and the closest hotel was like 40 minutes away and I stayed too late and I was just hanging out with some, like random dudes drinking beer. By the time I finally left the track, I realized what it was a time to poor cut decision back. that was. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, "Oh God, I need to do something. I need to do something different." So, uh, yeah. so I came home. I was like, "Hey, Emily, um, I think we need to get an RV." And she oh. said, "That's stupid." And now we have an RV. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. That was like uh, my my setup with the uh, EG was like. Um, we got to a point where uh, I got our tax return and I was just like, Hey Caroline, you know what? We need a tow rig. Like uh, I'm, I'm okay with like running, uh, like 
all of my buddies are all like ratchet drifters so they drive like 80s toyotas out to the track and then drive them back so i'm used to that like ratchet life so uh, driving a car to the racetrack and back I, I mean i would just take the street tires off and then bolt on the uh rrs and drive out on the track i mean i suck but still like driving I miss, on the I got, there, there, there's times where like when i'm putting all the food in the rv and like <clears throat> putting the sheets on the bed and doing like all of the like prep work to go when i'm just like man like i miss the the times back when i was autocrossing where you know you'd throw your extra tires in the rear and you would just drive there with your little cooler and mm-hmm. pop-up canopy mm-hmm. and plaid shorts and umbrella and just go you know and the new balance don't forget the yep. new balance and the and the khaki shorts those are very yeah, important absolutely. for your autocross for uh, very important for every every autocross <laughs> staples um but yeah, you know, we just, I miss that. Um, but then by the time you get there and you get set up and you're just able to like Relax. go sleep in a bed mm-hmm. and uh, turn on the air conditioner or the heat, oh. you know, this, it got down to 28, 29, something like that over, overnight this last weekend when we were at the track um, and Boston was in his, uh, in his overlanding rig on top <laughs> of his forerunner. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, you got a Forerunner Boston? Yeah, 2006 with the, the 2UZ. Oh, the V8. snap. I, I got an 04 uh, GX470 with the uh, 4.7 uh, from the Tundra. So Yep, that's yeah. the same engine, yeah. Yeah, oh, 4x4? Yeah, no, it's a limited. It's 4x4 um, with the, the 4.7 V8. And Damn, it's got those, the those are cooling awesome. package and all that. Those are freaking wildly expensive now like it is ridiculous i feel like you put more miles on a forerunner or like a tacoma 4x4 they just gain price like <laughs> in terms of <laughs> value but yeah that, that was uh that was another car i i purchased before the craze too so i paid uh, a, a very reasonable price for that thing yeah i got it at, at a low mileage he's, he's, he's... He's added his tent to the roof. Now oh, that's like yeah. double or triple in value to the, oh, yeah. to the forerunner sure. crowd. <laughs> yeah, the that overlanding thing. Now you just need to get that like uh what is it, the the fan awning thing, the one that goes all the way around and, and you're oh, sad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So there's I... a guy there's a guy hopefully coming to H two soon. Ooh. Um he just bought a CRX and um Man so now of taste. he's now he, now he's the the my my the guy that i'm peer pressuring the most a guy named curtis who's been an instructor for a long time uh de4 guy mm-hmm. gone through a bunch of different cars does some endurance racing but he just bought the crx that was kind of out of commission for a while mm-hmm. um did his first track day this weekend with it so we're, we're i'm trying to push him into into honda challenge and uh, and he's got that fancy pants awning on his little. Oh. I think he's got a Sequoia. I don't oh, think he's yeah. got the the official Forerunner, but mm-hmm. like the the I, I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know what the, where the Sequoia lands in line. I think it's supposed to be nicer, but the Forerunner boys hate on him. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it is it, the Forerunner in, in terms of like in the vape world of the Subarus and whatnot. Like the the vape level is really high on the Forerunners. No, no diss to the actual Forerunner's capacity, but uh, I don't know. I I think it's like Forerunner GX470 and then Sequoia at the bottom for that one. 
just because they never came with leather seats, I imagine, or I, I don't know what the reasoning is. I, I got oh, the GX because it's the Sequoia weighs more and uh, it has the same. Well, that generation of the, yeah, those year models has the same engine and it mm-hmm. weighs more. So, and it's larger and it's more you know more room. But yeah. I feel like the Forerunner and the GXs are just more practical for the utility of them. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I needed the GX because I looked at um, how wide they were, and it fits mm-hmm. in my garage. So if I'm able to shove my car all the way up until my toolbox, I can actually possibly park that uh, GX in my garage. And we, we, we talked a little bit about uh, garage wars that we were having <laughs> about uh, how how much our, our garages would uh, struggle to do um any off-roading uh, vehicles in there, especially anything with like a lift, I imagine. Have you done anything to your GX? Um, I, I got, like for towing or anything? Uh, so I changed the um, rear uh, mounting point. Um, so I took off the one that they had on there, which was like this long uh, like U one to the factory, like six bolt one that uh, bolts in there. And that's the class four. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, so that one I, I changed it out because I, I just felt like the rating on it was really low. I don't know why they put uh, one was like I, I think it was rated for like four four thousand pounds, and I'm like, dude, those U-Haul trailers are just heavy as hell. So the factory one is rated for like six or something. I, I forget, but yeah, I, I did that. Um, I changed the um paths to like some ceramic ones from centric uh bled the entire thing with uh at type 200 uh brake fluid found some uh toyo tires um from uh facebook marketplace for 300 installed um yeah just uh did a bunch of like little little things uh fixing um little annoyance things i still have to send out the uh gauge cluster to get fixed uh because uh the speedometer and the temp gauge doesn't work so i have one of those little scan gauges up there mm-hmm. um but no i haven't lifted it i haven't done anything crazy to that i've already been off-roading in it and do the that thing is so capable <laughs> it's so dumb how how good it is just like on street page uh pressures uh going out to like mojave and uh being like next to the guys with side by sides with the ac on full blast just like chilling listening to podcasts <laughs> like it i i love my gx it's awesome yeah i'm i'm basically likewise with the forerunner i uh it's probably the best vehicle i've ever owned mm-hmm. um but yeah, I haven't d- done too much off-roading. Like, I, I got the rooftop tent. It was a good deal, so mm-hmm. I did that just to to make it way more comfortable at the track, camping out and everything. Yeah. And now it's, like, basically over-tracking, I guess you would call it. <laughs> up. Something well, along those lines. Um, but, well, no, I've, I've, I've... It looks really cool <laughs> to have that tent up there as well. Dude, yeah. Yeah. So do you have the yellow fog lights yet or no? No, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Damn. You're, I got... You're I have... Uh, I do have a... Dobbinson's Dobinson suspension. So I got like a three, four inch lift, upper control arms, oh. some other things done to it. Got oh. some airbags on the back that makes it a lot more cushy for those long distance pulls mm-hmm. of the trailer. Yeah. That, I mean, 
Tow rigs are, you know, they're, they're so nice. Um, especially when you get like a decent one, um, because like the, the cars are, are just so, um, aggressive with the spherical bearings. And sometimes it's just nice to get into something that has like really good AC and just lets you decompress and isn't super loud and just gets you to kind of calm down. So Kramer, mm-hmm. what about your car, your RV? Have you put a lift in it yet? Are we getting rooftop tent? Like what's going on? Um, no, I put some airbags in the back just because it's, it's a 2007 was a rental. It's got 200,000 miles on it. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's a little tired, but you know, taking, taking any sort of trip in it. I had to have, I, I added the Firestone airbags to the back just to, mm-hmm to keep the back end um, a little more, uh, keep the front end, I guess, more on the ground and the uh-huh. steering less light. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've, I've stayed away from, you know, doing any sort of cool overlaying. I added some nice stickers to the side. Oh, so, hey, man. You know, the, that gives uh, you more horsepower? Absolutely. Well, it's, so it's a, it's a Thor Majestic is, oh. is the, is the name of the RV. So it says Majestic on the front, on the oh. back, on the two sides. And Emily, you know, she's looking at it one day and she's like, you know what, Mike, you know, it would be a good idea. And I thought to myself, I was like, oh, it's going to be a stupid idea. <laughs> um, but she was like, we need to get stickers that say AF on them. And I was like, holy oh, shit, that is the best. That is, that is awesome. I love it. I so love now, it. our RV is Majestic AF. Oh, I um, love it. And it, just kind of blends in. Nobody, nobody really notices. But you, uh, you'll, you'll occasionally catch people taking a picture of you going down the road, or um, I've had people come up to me at the track and ask me if that was if, if I added that or if that was there. So it's, uh, oh, that's you know, awesome. you, you got the same font and everything. Mods. You got the same font and everything to match up, so it looks like it's a factory job. I'm guessing. Could, couldn't match the font so we went we went far enough off that it looked like it was still intentional and got the colors damn close so it's uh it's it's pretty good it's i I mean it 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 passes it looks the business for sure i dig it so in terms of like your tow rig mr kramer um what what is like the thing that you love most about that that thing because obviously like it's a very utilitarian um setup and the fact that you can sleep in it and shower in it oh that sounds nice warm water or yeah it's got it's got this tiny little hot water heater in it but the thing puts out the hottest water on the face of the earth (sighs) um so yeah i don't i don't go to the you know i don't have to use the track showers that the shower in the rv is is my favorite thing about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just being able to bring my own shower with me and then wake up in the morning, stand up completely out of bed, you know, kick on the Keurig and make a cup of coffee and just like stumble Sick. out into the, into the world of everybody else standing outside feeling somewhat refreshed, somewhat hungover, nice. you know, depending on the night. Nice. Nice. So, um, in terms of like actual, because um, the season's pretty much uh, started for us here in SoCal, and obviously the season's already kicked off for you guys, I imagine, um, since you guys are already setting new lap records. So, 
I'm getting the vibe that both of you guys are trying to uh, finish high in the regional championship, or is the plan uh, trying to just get as many uh, races to qualify for nationals? I'm probably not concentrating on regional stuff this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go run with GLTC. Last, last year, I didn't concentrate on the regional stuff either because there was a, a lucky dog, which is, I think is kind of big oh, out of your okay. way. Yeah, yeah, they held a an endurance championship here in the southeast. Okay, and um, we we were killing that championship. Like in the endurance car, we just decided to go to all three races and 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 go to win. Um, and that's in the spun... EG Coupe, right? Yep. Yeah, oh, awesome. we spun a... We were in first place, like huge lead. Nobody could touch touch us in the championship. Only like two teams were were even possible to knock us out out of first place. Um, we basically just had to go like turn some laps on Sunday and uh-huh. after six laps, we spun a rod bearing in the last oh, race no. then just sat there and watched us go from first place to third in the, in the overall championship. Oh, no. So that was kind of the concentration last year, this year, I want to, I want to go to nationals. Um, you know, Jason, I think wants to go to nationals. So we're, we're not going to do as much endurance stuff and concentrate more on, um, you know, the NASA stuff, but as far as what happens in the regional points, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really care all that much this okay. year. Um, so the focus just, is nationals. Yeah. And it's not so much, you know, even like winning or any of that. Now it's just, you know, going and not doing as poorly as I did a Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think you definitely have, um, landed on the, um, what I think, um, at least the way it's been explained to me, the hot setup, which is the GSR. So that's going to be very interesting. And what about you, Boston, since this is your rookie year? I mean, you're already doing really well in setting lap records and getting, um, you know, a good amount of seat points, time out there. Points so, leader. Points leader, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm looking at building an endurance car and, and racing endurance. So it's kind of like... Me and Kramer are trading off. He's kind of falling out of it a little bit. Um, I've, I'm looking at picking up a EG hatch nice. um, here shortly and trying to build that so that'll take up some resources. Of course. Um, but as far as regional, yeah, I'd like to keep at it this season as much as mm. I can as far as my schedule and resources allow. Um, and I'd like to go to nationals. Not a hundred percent on board with competing, but I'll try and go no matter what. Oh, okay. Um, so we'll just see how the the cards fold up mm-hmm. and see mm-hmm. how okay. everything pans out. Well, I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty good at peer pressure. I think he'll. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we we, he, we we need to get uh, Boston out there because I mean, you did tell me that if I ever go out there, you'd let me drive one of your S two thousands, and even if it's around the pot, for, paddock, uh, I'm down. I, I, I want to no, make you, that happen. If I let you drive the car, you're going to go out on a racetrack in it. Oh, look at this. Go oh, fast. Well, you, you know, I'm sure there'll be like a parade lap uh, out there at National, so it sounds perfect. I mean, you know, everything sounds like it's lining up. <laughs> I, I drove Boston's car before the uh, before the accident, and it was a very nice car to drive. It, mm-hmm. was, it was a ton of fun. I just took it out in a DE session, um, 
and he took his lap timer out of the car. So I had no idea what I was doing, but <laughs> I, I stayed out there and, and kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And then eventually I was like, okay, I feel like I'm going to do something really stupid if I stay out here. <laughs> but it was a fantastic car to drive. He yeah. comes back. He looks at his brakes. He's like, you activated the ABS. Look at all these hot spots. So, <laughs> you know, eventually he had the opportunity to drive my car mm-hmm. and uh, he tried to engage the ABS. Uh, and just ended up flat spotting a set of my tires because <laughs> no ABS on the I, <laughs> I totally forgot you didn't have ABS. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Um, you know, with um, and it, it's kind of interesting that you guys have brought up that one of one of you did uh the instructor um certification and one has not, right? That was no, uh, we, we both. Oh, you guys both have we, uh, have done it. Mm-hmm. Boston's way braver than I am. I I have the ability, like I've, I've done the instructor clinic. I can instruct, mm-hmm. um, but I've only done it a handful of time. And normally, like I, I it's people I know, cars mm-hmm. I know. Um, I, I've got it set up before I go to the track that I'm going to instruct that specific person because mm-hmm. I don't like the the roulette game of like what are you going to end up with? Because you know you the mean instructors. You you wouldn't be looking forward to being uh, slapped into a Corvette? Like, why? Why not? Like, no, I mean, I'd, I'm be just... ha- <laughs> I'd be happy in a Corvette, to be honest. Compared to the, some of the stuff that oh, shows boy. up. Okay, okay. Let let's uh, let's go ahead. Since we're all instructors here at, at one point or another, um, mm-hmm. and again, this is just saying. In my personal opinion, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. I've gotten people who are eager, they listen, they actually like genuinely care about like what the phrasing is that I'm giving, what what the feedback is that I'm giving and I and I take that very uh seriously. And anytime that I've gotten the opportunity to drive a student's car, I know that I'm driving six tenths of, of what I think I can do and making sure that's only six tenths of what the car can do and not trying to, you know, impress them because obviously I need to get back in the car with them and I don't want them to do anything to impress me. But being that I've been out there, I've had an experience or two with a student where I'm just like, ah, this this is uh this is not good so care to share a, a little bit of that ex- experience because I'll, I'll share mine like I, I think i've said it in the past but we, we can dish on this yeah um i i have a great experience and it was <laughs> when nasa it was in 2021 nasa came back to rockingham speedway okay which i don't know if you're familiar with that that track but it's nope. an old nascar track that oh. was shut down in the early 2000s okay i think so it's been or yeah maybe late like 2007 was like the last time they had anything held there well they opened it back so, up and so it ahead. was in the day it was in days of like the original days of thunder oh yeah, boy it was in days of thunder and i'm pretty sure the pavement that they filmed days of thunder on is the same pavement oh. that was there <laughs> today or until they just recently repaid, but when Boston went and and mm-hmm. strapped himself into some oh my gosh yeah some Saps car it's... yeah I think I'm pretty I'm pretty <laughs> confident that that was still the uh, still the days of thunder he's he was following oh, in Tom boy. Cruise's footsteps. All right, so, Sorry, let, so let's get on to Mr. Toad's wild ride. 
So Rockingham, I mean, it hadn't been touched in years. There was literally, it was 25 degree banking and it's like Daytona, but like way gnarlier. It's you're taking the banking and it's shorter spacing on this banking. So it comes in fast, ramps up and there's literally chunks like six, eight inch in diameter chunks of asphalt or concrete or whatever rolling down the 25 degree banking and I was out there doing a time trial and, and instructing that weekend, Whoa. but I saw, I saw a TT one Corvette hit one of those chunks and blow up his whole front end. It was, Jeez, it was a no. pretty wild weekend, but I was stuck in a 94 Volvo sedan and at least it was, would be safe. Yeah. It, <laughs> the, the body is safe, but like I got in there and it's, you know, okay. Stock. He, the driver had a bucket seat and a harness. Okay. I had the stocks three point and the stock seat and the stock seat had about like two inches of play of it just being worn out from <laughs> the nineties to now. And it was, it felt, Oh my God. Like I thought I was going to die every time he <laughs> went into that banking on that 25 degree angle banking, he's taking it. And I'm like getting sucked into the <laughs> seat that's leaning back three inches now. And then the wall's coming up fast and he's oh, getting shit. close to this wall. He's probably, I mean, a foot off the wall at a hundred, a little over a hundred. So that was, yeah, it was, uh, that was probably the hairiest experience oh, of instructing I've had. It was, I, luckily the driver was, he was a skilled driver. He was, okay. it was, a, he should have been like a, a uh, DE2, DE3 driver, okay, so um, but it was a home built Volvo. I mean, he built his own arrow, his own like wing and splitter and suspension, everything. Oh, that, that, that sounds proper terrifying like that that's pretty damn good that's that's a good extremely terrifying yes extremely good one all right kramer you got anything for that i mean my only so southeast you cannot ride right seat or you cannot take anybody right seat unless you have an instructor yeah back in the day great lakes Mm -hmm. and i don't know what they do now but back in the day great lakes like anybody in d like three and up could take a passenger with them. Oh yeah. Um, but you've got to be, you've got to be an instructor in the Southeast um, mm-hmm. to have anybody in your car or, okay. or you have to, somebody has to be an instructor. So um, one of my first weekends uh, when Jason was doing DE for um, getting ready to, to make that jump to comp school, I went for a ride with him around roveling and I, um, I showed him turn five is a turn that, a lot of people struggle with. So I, I was out there and I, I kind of helped him with his speed around turn five. And we went mm-hmm. through turn five a hell of a lot faster than he ever had before. And he was, you know, excited on the little, like, mm-hmm. you know, talk little uh, chatterbox. chatterbox. He's, yeah. he, he's excited. Um, and didn't really think or register that the fact that we went through turn five so much faster uh, meant um, that we were going into six. turn six. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, we Ooh. turned into turn six and ended up going into the the dirt backwards. So his oh. I think still to this day his Facebook profile picture is me like us him turn the wheel the other direction, both of us looking the other direction. <laughs> um, you can't see it in the picture, but I'm oh. grabbing for something to hold on to. <laughs> oh, you know. The only other time I, I mean, and, and that's, that's with an experienced driver. I haven't, luckily I haven't had any, anything terrifying um, aside from riding with another instructor at Atlanta Motorsports Park. Mm-hmm. I just went up to hang out 
um, we were getting ready to do an endurance race. And I, I, I asked my buddy Scott, who races with us on the endurance team. Um, he's a TT guy, mm-hmm. fast as hell, like super fast driver, needs to be in a race car. Uh, not he's, he's in a Miata with a K-Swap. I'm like, hey, dude, take me out. Like, let me see some sight laps. And no roll cage. And we're going through these turns, you know. In a Miata? Oh, that's scary. The la- Like, one of the last turns. Boston can probably speak to what these turn numbers actually are. Because, I, as I said, I don't, I don't pay attention to things. But, um, <laughs> like, the last turn going on to the front straight, you're just carrying so much speed. And, you, and, and if you do it well, you end up, you know, pretty close to the, to the pit wall on the passenger side and every time we come around that turn i'm sitting there looking at this miata door card um (laughs) thinking how much it's gonna suck (laughs) because there's nothing there protecting me like i'm just i'm just i'm just along for the ride uh so i got out of that car and i i told scott he needs to put a cage in his car and he still hasn't done it so scott if you're listening jeez either cage your car or just get a Honda Challenge, like a, a real Honda Challenge car. No, we're not going to let you race your Miata and Honda <sighs> Challenge because it's got a case swap. Yeah, yeah, no. That's that, always that's always a follow up question from him. Yeah, no that that is terrifying. So the one that I got was I had a, and here kind of touching on that theme of uh, Days of Thunder um, and the asphalt quality. So we have a track out here called Big Willow, and it has the same asphalt that Carol Shelby uh, went out and did the testing with the GT40. So that has not been repaved since then. And I mean, that track, like the asphalt is very porous. So it's one of the fastest tracks out here. Uh, a good like to give you an idea an h uh four car is doing a 137 in race pace uh in terms of a lap and um pretty much everybody uh talks about uh turn eight and turn nine so coming down um it's like a three three or four story uh like incline down from turns uh four and five you come up, uh, turn six and into seven, and it's essentially a half mile long straight. And then it turns in, not a lot of banking, into turn eight. So in my eighth gen Civic SI, I'm probably doing about 110 in mine. And mind you, it's kind of heavy, not a lot of power. Um, I went out with a student who. I just got him for one session. Like someone else was uh, asking me, Hey, can you go with this guy and just like help out? Like he's kind of struggling. And I'm like, all right, fine. Like I'm, I'm all for it. Wow, to help. They got you good. huh? Oh, they, they, they got me. So good. <laughs> oh, so good. And you know, when you like start off with somebody and you just already know, like you're just full of regret. So I go in there and I'm like just getting ready and I I shit you not the hardest shifts I've ever felt going out on track and I'm like bro we are going on like there is no reason to be shifting like we're trying to get a quarter mile time and he was just like all over the road like 
the the shifting was super aggressive the inputs were super aggressive and we get to this corner right turn eight everybody knows it's a really scary corner you gotta be on there and because it's been there since carol shelby days it's bumpy it's what kind of car were you in mini cooper s all right (laughs) so it's bumpy we're going in there and this was the first time i audibly screamed inside of a car (laughs) (laughs) we're in turn eight we've been going flat out in um doing drag racing shifts Going into turn eight, we're in fifth gear or something. Like, like I, I couldn't tell. It's a six-speed, and the German stuff is, like, kind of weird to me. So we're going in there, and I'm like, okay, we're going. And then it, like, straightens out right before turn nine. And now turn nine is the most terrifying corner in any track that I've ever dealt with. It's a ridiculously late apex, and people have died there. It's one of those that if you get it wrong... It's going to throw you out, and I've seen cars roll, like really (laughs) bad rolls. So, of course, whatever you do, you want to make sure that the car is stable. Now, what's the worst thing you can do to a car um, right before a corner like that? Well, the worst thing you can do is exactly what my student did do. He throws the car in neutral, shakes it like we're coming to a freaking stop, yanks the steering wheel and merges over like two or three lanes left uh, from it for a right-hander coming in. I'm screaming. And this guy just shoves it into force, revs the thing back up, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to (laughs) die. We get out of that, and he tells me, so how do you think I did? And I'm like, uh how do you think you did? Because <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, if you're asking me a question, I'm like, did any of that feel enjoyable to you? Because I wasn't, I don't want to do this again, man. Like, I don't know how to help you. But it, it was just one of those people who had, like, a complete, uh, I, I don't know, they, they were, like, completely separated from what was, happening and what they wanted to happen i I think eventually like the more i thought about it and and saw this guy how adamant he was to try to get into hpd3 when he was uh trying to do hpd1 um i I felt like he probably said something to someone and said that he would be an hpd3 driver and uh, i don't know like he was dead set on getting into three and he's like well what do i need to fix uh in the next session for you to sign me off to three i'm like Bro, I don't Everything. know. I I, I I don't know. I don't know. I <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like we're, we're I, if we could start from zero, we we'd be at a advantage. But right now, I, I think we're in a negative, man. Like I don't know, man. Like oh man. So my my my, my Mini Cooper student was fantastic. Um, my my buddy <laughs> across the street. Um, him and him and Boston are buddies too. Kevin mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Marks. No, the done, cars like, are good. Some, He's done some. He's done some Kevin, or he's done some like global time attack and some uh-huh. time trials and some track day stuff. He's got the EG Civic and an Acti truck and like a bunch mm-hmm. of cool like toys. Um, clean title S two thousand. But his uh, his girlfriend wanted to do a do a track day, uh-huh. and she's got a Mini Cooper S, and it was uh, that was the polar opposite of what you did. She did fantastic. The the hardest thing I had with her was 
you know, hey, like we're on the straightaway. Um, just because we get to 100 miles an hour doesn't mean that like we start like just cruising. You, you need to keep your pe- keep your foot down. Yeah. You know. Um, well, I, I mean, I would, uh, I'm fine with uh, keeping the pedal down, but I wanted to be in gear, not in neutral, going like almost 100 <laughs> miles an hour, and then shove the car three lanes over on the scariest part of the freaking track where it's bumpy as hell. So yeah, <laughs> fucking wild. No, that's I, I I don't like I don't like I don't like the roulette thing. I you know I knew Haley, I knew the car, I knew mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. other people that I've instructed with or I instructed during COVID times where yeah. it was you know lead follow mm-hmm, only. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one kid, I, he was B4, he now, uh, he now races HC4 in the Southeast. He's fast as hell. Um, mm-hmm. when he's not breaking his car, mm-hmm. but the, uh, he was out doing his, his D1 at road Atlanta, um, during COVID and I was his, his instructor and we were doing lead follow. And there were a lot of instructors that were like, eh, okay, I feel safe enough. I'll get in this guy's passenger seat. And I was like, mm-hmm. This kid was faster than me in most corners, <laughs> and the only reason I was staying with him in lead follow was just because um, horsepower. And I decided that I will not get in Zach's car and try to and, and try to die because that kid has no fear of death at all. And Road Atlanta yeah. has a lot of walls. Yeah, they get real close real fast. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, like, and, and this is something that I I try and put into perspective with some of the students when i've talked to them i'm like you know that the nhtsa crashes these cars at 40 miles an hour like and they come out looking totaled we're going faster than that so take that into consideration man like the we're going faster than that and we don't like all of those cars don't necessarily have all of the freaking safety uh gear in their roll cage so yeah it can it can be wild so and you've got some stranger's life in your hands that like yeah you're gonna have to apologize to his family too yeah if we both go if one of us survives yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean there have been there have been a few incidents down here Mm. like right Right when I did, uh, I, I told Emily, I was like, I want to get my instructor license. The, the, the guy at a PCA event, like, had a medical thing happen um, and and just drove straight off of the, like, longest straight down here oof. and went right into the woods at, like, 130 oof. miles an hour in a Porsche. And they both, you know, unfortunately, it was a, you know, sad ending to that one. Ouch. Um, yeah, I told Emily I wanted to get my instructor license a few days before that, and she looked at me and said, "No, nah, I don't no, think you're going to do no. that." <laughs> yeah, there, there's a famous video. I'll, I'll send it to you in our chat. Um, a Mustang, a uh, Fox body Mustang, going off on turn eight. He was doing like a buck forty, um, and the car went like so far that it actually reached the perimeter wall, and went like 20 feet up in the air because there's like a ditch right before it. And mind you, this is really far out. Like we're talking about like an eighth of a mile almost away before you, you would get to this uh, retaining wall. And yeah, they're like, even till now there's like a spot where like the green paint just changes the shade. And it's like, yeah, that's where the Mustang hit. And it, it's wild. Cause the camera was like on the hood and when it's done doing the rollover, it's actually facing the vehicle, and you can see him mm. step out of the vehicle coming out of that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll send you guys the video for that one. I don't know if you've seen it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a lot of admiration. Um, we've got a ton of great instructors in the Southeast. <laughs> you know, NASA down here is mm-hmm. um, the best, or I think, you know, the best organization to get into if you if mm-hmm. you really want to actually learn. Yeah, and, I, I agree and, with that. And, you know, most of the instructors care. Uh, you yeah. know, we've, we've got some we've got some some ones that just want to get their free track time and sign you off as quickly as possible. But the, for the majority of them, they yeah. seem like they legitimately want to do a good job and, yeah. and, and take it as and take it as work. And, uh, you know, I, I've had BMW like CCA instructors back in the day that want to like grab my wheel and uh-huh. like do all sorts of like weird stuff in the car. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the NASA, at least in the Southeast, the, the instructors do a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it's a lot, and I think um, especially as some as uh, racers um, looking back at our experiences when we started out, we want people to have the best experience that they possibly can. So it's kind of behooves us to um, do that and try and give them the best opportunity that they can. I still maintain that, at least in my experience, um, the NASA setup is is um the one that i felt like i've had a lot more success with um not saying that there's no way to improve upon it and that's it and all of their ideas are trash or you know different ideas uh, shouldn't be done um but i i just feel like i've had the most expe- um most success with the the right seat model and i know that there's a lot of people that are kind of against it for very good reasons that that we've highlighted um Mm -hmm. but yeah no i i i probably won't be instructing anymore uh for a good while um mainly because it's like the whole racing and uh instructing just doesn't really mix up well in in nasa here in socal so um yeah, that's probably not something I'm going to be doing moving forward. So I've done, yeah, it's it's the same down here. I've done it. I've done it a couple of times with you know special permission from yeah. the race director and the organization that yeah. you know they made sure that I and it was an event that I didn't really care about how well yeah. I placed at and I just wanted to get seat time. Yeah, you know if it's a if it's a a, a race where there's you know good competition and, yeah. and like that that I give a crap about, I won't. I won't try to instruct too, because you know, again, yeah. you, you want to make sure the student. Yeah, students the number one priority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, with that being said, guys, I mean, I think we got uh, a good podcast episode. Um, Boston, uh, Michael, I, I don't know if you guys have uh, anything else that you wanted out, or um, or if there's anybody uh, that you wanted to give credit or sponsors or anything like that. Um, I mean, if you're still listening at this point, kudos. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, I mean, my buddy Ashby, the owner of Roundfab, he's done a ton of of great fabrication. He's mm. built some very nice. He, he didn't do my cage. He's done a bunch of other fab work on my on my car though, um, that can be seen at any track. He's he did Jason's cage. He's oh, done okay. a, a couple other cages, and and he is um, the the most talented fabricator i've ever got uh, i've ever met he's um so you know definitely um round fab and, and ashby and his guys over there awesome uh, give give a shout out to and if you're anywhere in the southeast and you need some something custom made for your race car um 
roll cages, you know, That's custom cool. charge piping turbo. He does a lot of drag racing stuff. Like awesome. he is he's a awesome. fan. That's um, good. Well, shout out to Roundfab. I, I know that's not the first time that I've heard that name, so obviously it means that um, they're doing something right. What about you, Boston? So I have to shout out my buddy Jacob Cushing, SPG Jake um, at, on Instagram, but he's uh, he's out there. Future Honda Challenge. Yeah, future. Oh, future Honda Challenge driver. He will be a S two thousand. He will be an S two thousand Honda Challenge driver then. Got to yes, get that pressure up. He will. Either end of this year or into next year, but no, he's a he's an amazing mechanic. He takes awesome. care of my car, other buddies' cars, some Stephen Pierce's car. Oh, um, good. so he has a shop. Uh, I think he's opening a new shop in Concord. All right, well, right behind the the speedway right there. So awesome. big shout out to him. All right, well, uh, best of luck with the new uh, endeavors. Uh, Anything uh, more sports related, especially doing uh, business, is uh, can be hard and fickle, and requires a lot of uh, a lot of passion and a lot of work uh, to do things uh, right. So, yeah, anybody who's uh, pushing in that um, in that area, you always have to support them because they make things uh, like our racing um, careers or I, I don't know hobbies uh, possible because. I know that there's many times that I've uh, reached a wall of talent or mechanical acuity uh, that uh, was solved by people like that. So, yeah, shout out to those people. And yeah, Jake's, Jake's the man. Yeah. He's, he, he will be more of the man once he gets his comp license. Yeah, he, he'll definitely get the comp license. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll be seeing him out there for sure, and I'll be shouting him out uh, on the Honda Challenge updates once uh, he's out there racing. And, of course, we need to keep that pressure on that uh, CRX driver who's uh, going to be coming up in H2. What was this Curtis, name? Cur- Curtis Bowman. Yep. Curtis he Bowman. To, he needs to quit doing his HPD4 stuff and just you heard come him. out and race with us. You heard him, uh, Curtis. So, yeah. Need, need to see that car out there with uh, the only front-wheel drives out there. So, love it. Love it. Um, guys, Thank you so much for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. Uh, got a couple right errors on the um, podcast thingy, so I'm going to make sure that uh, it all came out well. Um, but <laughs> aside from that, um, you know, I've been following you guys for a good while. Boston, of course, um, showing me uh, to reach out to Steve. And, um, y- you know, with Honda Challenge, I've just been – so so lucky to meet all these cool people from all these regions that i've never even been to and uh, i i just feel like if i ever go to any one of the honda challenge kind of little hubs in in those regions that i'll all be always be well received so i appreciate that and uh thank you for um doing what you do and uh making sure that you have a good community there to uh maintain people coming back yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you're, anytime you find yourself out here, if I um, find myself in, in SoCal, I'll, I'll, I'll look you up. Um, mm-hmm. We'll hopefully see you in Pittsburgh. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be in Pittsburgh, so I'll, I'll see you guys over there. We'll, um, we'll go ahead and figure out if uh, what, what's the best burger joint over there. Maybe a White Castle. I don't know if they're in Pittsburgh, um, but yeah, I've never actually had White Castle, so I'm looking forward to that. You're not missing much. Uh, oh, shots <laughs> fired. Shots fired. All right. Let, let's end it on a good one. Who is your uh, 
who is your top uh burger place to go to go ahead uh creamer there's a little tiny hole in the wall place here called matt's burgers in right. somerville the the home of sweet tea uh sick and the burgers here are fantastic but uh uh, but unless you're in Somerville, South Carolina, you're, you're probably never going to mm. find that. Boston? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the local place called Ace Number 3 in Charlotte. I think they have a couple locations. Mm-hmm. But those burgers are amazing. Um, so Yeah, big. So slightly better than uh, White Castle then. Oh, I mean, <laughs> no comparison. No no comparison. Absolutely not. Where, where do we go? Whole in different Carolina? league. You gonna say In and Out Burger or Whataburger or something? Uh, you know, in terms of burgers, um, I think for the bank, bang for the buck. I mean, under ten bucks, uh, In and Out is pretty good. Um, consistency and quality that you get from there. My favorite burgers, uh, I mean, uh, they're kind of overpriced, but I don't know, like. No, you know what? Five Guys is really good for their Cajun fries. I like I like mm, the fries mm. from uh Cajun the Cajun fries from Five Guys. Definitely like one of the best fries you can get at, at like a chain place. Burgers though, I don't know. Like it, nope, it, nobody in California can make a burger. Is that what you're telling me? I mean, <laughs> In and Out is consistently good. Uh, there there's a place uh, down the street from where I live uh, called Bricks. And it kind of reminds me of like the time that I went up to uh, Portland, Oregon, because they have like all these like foodie places, and yeah, the, those burgers are pretty good. There's a couple of little, little little spots over here where they're like mom and pop ones, but they're all pretty pretty good. I, I just haven't found the one that I'm just like blown away from. So I don't know. I don't know. I like it. I like it though. Now now I've got some places to go over in the southeast and. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, uh, thank you again for taking the time. I will be sending you some of those videos that I talked about. And, yeah, um, you know, um, looking forward to seeing uh, Boston. Um, You do the best that you can over there for uh, the regional championship. I'd like to see you up there in the top spot. And same for you, Kramer. But definitely want to see you guys out at pit race. Heck, yeah, man. Boston will be there. Boston will be there. Awesome. I guess I'll be there. Yeah, and I'll drive that S2000 around the paddock. Uh, I'm down. We're good. All right, Jaime. It All was right. nice talking to you, man. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. And I'll see you guys next Monday.